Are you ready for an unforgettable experience? Get ready. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's get hype. What's going on, Cowboys Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Late Night Hype. We have a very special guest in the building today, former Dallas Cowboys safety legend, of course, George. That's right. Are y'all ready? Let's go. All day. I love your intro. All night. I love your intro, Sky. Go Cowboys Nation. That's right, that's right. The George Teague joins the show today with the crew. How are you guys, gentlemen, Law Nation, Big Game James, and of course, the man himself, George Teague. What's up, man? Man, hey, man, it's all good, baby. Great to be alive. Be a Dallas Cowboy. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, oh, he, he bringing yeah. the energy already. He, he came, came with, with it. The hater, he came with the, all right, we ready. I'm flexing. It's the fresh cut. I'm flexing. It's the fresh cut. It's the cut. We <laughs> talked off air about that cut. He ready. <laughs> Look at it. The Teague specials over there, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that one of them head hunches over there. Knock your head <laughs> off. The we ready to go the field right now. Look at it. Look at the chin. You know. Hey, you know when they get the mirror and you lift your head up and you lift under your chin, you know it's a good one. Yeah, yeah you know it's a good one. Yeah. Hey, man, I got to say, you're looking I got to show it all because uh, it was I was looking so bad. It, it wasn't that little 20, 25-minute uh, minute cut. It took like an hour and 20 minutes. Man. It, was, it was bad. Hey, when, you, when he got finished, did he use the green alcohol or he used the clear? He used the hot oh, sauce. Uh, oh, he had that green with that little Ooh, thing. Little, uh, it, it it a little like bit. Ah, Stingy little bit. <laughs> yeah, made James get on up. Yeah, you made James get up, up out of there. Hey, it's one of those situations you looking back and say, man, this better not be T.O. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's right. No, oh, that, I go uh, look, he already did the segue. No. He already did the segue. Yeah, he's going early, Eddie. He can't even... <laughs> look, he coming. Look, look, T. He coming early with the segue. Hey, <laughs> hey. Before we go, start, yeah, before, before we, we before we start, I just got to say this: There's two teams that I cannot stand. <laughs> two teams: the 49ers, Oh, I'm sorry, the 49ers, and the Green Bay Smackers. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, the Green Bay Packers. You had did a good deal against the 49ers, but those Green Bay Packers, I cannot forgive you for that because you played for them. But you did made it back up, though. You did make it back up. No, they drafted me, man. What you want to do? No, no, you know you were supposed to come to Dallas from the game from A one day. Well, you supposed to come over here. You know you weren't supposed to fool with no daggone Green Bay, man. They did. They had opportunity. I bet you. I bet you. You did like this. You just. Took that green bay stuff off you, <laughs> and then you put on that silver and blue baby. I'm telling you, it was just different, wasn't it? <laughs> hey, hey, George. Before we get into everything here, uh, how are you? What you got going on in life uh, nowadays, man? Uh, so I am good. Thank you for yeah. asking. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Family's healthy. I'm good. We've been fortunate that we don't have anybody really close to us that got, you know, hit yeah. with the uh, COVID mm -hmm. or anything of that nature, but. 
Um, other than that, I'm still coaching high school football here in the area. Uh, at John Paul Second High School. I've become the master chef because I'm doing a lot of Man. barbecuing and cooking. Uh, What's your favorite uh, thing so, to barbecue? Uh, my favorite thing to barbecue that I do the most, are, of course, is always some uh, pork ribs and uh, the chicken. Uh, wow. Now, I'll do some brisket. I'll do some uh, lobster. Uh, I'll put the veggies on there, too, the corn. Hey, man, I can... Oh, You'd be I'm not afraid ready. to try so any of I'm about ready to come down there and get the... Yeah, you already yeah. set it up for us to come George over to the crib special. and have that. Yeah, we are, you already <laughs> set us up for us to come over. Hello? And thank you. We appreciate it. I think I just froze up, man. I didn't hear what y'all said. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 Tim, you got, you got to show me something because I'm, I'm originally from Mississippi. So when I just moved down here about a year and a half ago, going on two years, and I was looking for a barbecue, man. And I sit there and told everybody, I said, I haven't had a good plate of barbecue since I left Mississippi. So what's up? All right. So I, I'll do this. Right? I, we'll put it on air so you can uh, rewind it, keep it, say what it's not. I'll throw it when, uh, when I go to the next round with it on my ribs. I'll save you a little plate. We'll, we'll hook up. We ain't that far apart. Okay. Where we need. And I'll give you a, a plate of the ribs, mm -hmm. beans. I don't know if you like corn or you man, want Man, I love everything, man. <laughs> but a mean potato salad, everything. <laughs> nah, if you're going to want some of this corn now, you might, yeah, if you're from Mississippi, I don't know what part of Mississippi, you probably from Carthage, Carthage, Mississippi. <laughs> That's where like that. Wood, Natchez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Natchez, Mississippi, yes, indeed. Okay, yeah, so, Natchez. but that's that's cheating, though, because you right there around the corner, so you like, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to go get this and get that. Okay, can you FedEx any of that? Because I'm, I'm in Ohio, go ahead and FedEx me some of that meal over here. No, oh, my no, goodness. No, I ain't in that business right there. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yo. <laughs> That's All right, James, you want to come off the top rope with it, man? Because I know that's what you've been waiting to come off the I've top rope I've been waiting on. We're coming mm -hmm. off the top rope. Everybody's been hitting me up, George. Hit me in my inbox. Like, ask him this. Ask him that. Make sure you ask him this. No, I'm going to ask him the first name. So I was there. Um, I was sitting in front of the TV. Um, and the 49ers, mm -hmm. and just like Law said, I hate them. There's a certain teams I hate, and the 49ers are one of them. So right. when I seen <clears> T.O. <throat> get that touchdown and run strictly to that star, I said, oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. I was mad as hell. I didn't know what to do. They kept on playing it on Fox and everything kept on replaying. I was just mad. Mm. And then I seen Emmett go out there. I said, they, I seen Emmett go out there. I said, there we go. That's there what I'm go. talking about. <laughs> Slam that ball right there. There we go. That's, okay, I'm feeling good. But when that joker ran again over again. to the end zone, I said, oh, no. But then I see my dog. I see yeah. my dog come yeah. back him. I said, my dog. I just want to know when he, mm -hmm. I just want to know how it happened from when he first went to the star. What was the thought of you guys on the in, the sidelines and just, just take us through that whole kind of moment. Okay. Uh, well, so real talk with that fellas. I mean, and you know how it is when you're playing in a game, it's heated. People are talking. He and I were talking a whole lot of trash uh, during the game. Uh, and I, I don't know why, because they were they were beating us. You know, it, it wasn't lovely, but he felt like he needed to uh, yeah. be all of my ear half the time, you know. So there was a little bit of um, precursor to that, right? So when he mm -hmm. did went to the star the first time, everybody, including me, like, come on, man. You know, that's when you first get your first piece of disrespect. Then you're right. right. Him, it goes back. You're mm -hmm. like, all right, we're cool. So when we got down to the next play, when they got down on the goal line, I knew he was going to score. 
And that that's a bad feeling when you're a player and you know who they're about to throw the ball to and you know you're not going to be able to stop them, right? So they got him over there on uh, uh, Kareem Lattimore. Uh, oh, oh rookie, my God. Whatever, yeah. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I already got in my mind, and this is the part where it starts getting, I guess, a little convoluted or whatever. I got in my mind, he's going to celebrate. I know that, mm-hmm. but what is his celebration going to be? So mm-hmm. I'm on the other side of the field. He's over there. I know they're throwing the ball. He catches the fade ball. I'm eyeballing him mm-hmm. hard, laser eyes. Like, <laughs> oh, <he> was- <laughs> you watched and, him. Yeah. So I think it, it looks like he's about to go to the crowd, and then you can see him. You go back and watch, mm-hmm. and then he changes and he starts pushing people out of the way, and, and he's running, and I just totally lost it. That little bit of energy you had just a minute ago when mm-hmm. you thought you were upset, man, I was boiling, and I mm-hmm. just took out and Really just blacked out. Basically, it's like, okay, enough mm-hmm. is enough. I'm yeah. headed out there, and bam, bam. That's right. Uh, timed it up. And that, and that was that lucky. Was perfect, that was perfect timing. That was a perfect timing hit. I mean, yeah. I, I think that's what makes that. I don't want to call it a play, but that moment so iconic in in Dallas Cowboys history. And I'm going to say history, man, because it, it's it's one of the things. It's a moniker a lot of us say is defending the star. Right. right. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you literally did that. Right. Like you had to be bleeding the Cowboys in your blood to, to go out mm-hmm. there and do that after the second time he did it. And it was just so you know iconic to us as fans. But for you, at to you, it was just a moment that you just, you know, it hit mm-hmm. you in your head. You were furious. You were mad and were angry. But afterwards, did it hit you that, you know what, this might be a bigger deal than what I thought? <laughs> I really didn't feel that. You know what? And so I'm going to give you a backstory here, right? Okay. right? So okay. first of all, when I hit him, the part that I liked the most as a player was that they don't really show a lot is that big lineman, that big, big, thick lineman that was chasing behind me yeah. for the 49ers. And I, I gave seen some, that. I, I seen that. I Taekwondo, karate, all my flexibility stuff. My eyes are on the swivel, man. I made him miss. So they don't want to go here, right? So here's the piece. And this is where you're going to like this, fellas. You're going to like this. So I, I've never been kicked out of a game before. So I got mm-hmm. ejected, right? I don't know what that looks like, what that means, what to right. do. So I got to head back into the locker room. Darren Woodson had already been kicked out of the game. Mm. I don't remember don't talking about that. He wow. already, he got so frustrated. He tossed his helmet across the field. They mm. tossed him, right? Right. So he was in the locker room. I go into the locker room. He thinks the game is over, right? Because mm. I'm coming back in the locker room. So I'm fussing at him, right? He don't know what's going on. I said, hey, bro, you know, this your fault. If you would have been out there, I might have had a little bit of help. I might have been <laughs> <laughs> You know? So I don't know what to do. Because I've never been right. in a game like this. I know there's a lot of football left. Well, I actually decided to leave. So I didn't stay at the game. Now, so as I'm exiting, catch this. Because a lot of people, uh-oh, there's going to be a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come Monday, I'm going to be back in the, in the work. And yep. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I got to work, I was met uh, by Jerry Jones and, mm. and the gang about, you know my actions during the game. So. Oh, really? See, I, that's we talk about that conversation. Are you allowed to talk about that conversation? Was Was he upset <laughs> or was he proud? Um, Jerry Wayne was the like. 
No, they were they were very proud. And this is how they started off the conversation. Hey, uh, George, I think what you got, what you did was noble, and I understand it. Um, you know, I probably would do the same if, my, if I was in the situation. And then they hit me with a but, <laughs> 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 and then it was but we have to find you because you got kicked out of the game. Automatic uh, rules, NFL rules. So, uh, you know, so it was that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, I got it. And I said, well, when is that going to happen? Do I get an appeal? No, you don't get an appeal. Tomorrow, because that was a Monday, tomorrow is coming out of your check. Wow. All $24,999 of it. Dang. Uh, so there it is. So you wasn't worried about no, no guy. That was back going, in the days. You, you didn't care about no historical relevance of that because that 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 fine got you a little bit there. <laughs> I don't care about that. Uh-uh, so that's a that's a great bit. story. What if you don't mind me asking? What did your brother do? Was he like what happened? He was nah, so, yeah. So uh, ironically, there was. Um, a young lady, so I'm saying this a good side for my brother because there was some uh, a young lady sitting in front mm-hmm. of him. They were standing up, right? Uh, Everybody standing up in the game, doing it and something. And there was a belligerent fan that was trying to tell this old lady to, you know, sit her butt down right. and all this kind of stuff. And he kind of took offense and went to her defense. Wow, uh, okay. fan stuff. To beat up on the dude a little bit. And, mm-hmm. He oh, said beat oh, up on him a little bit. Just a little, just bit. A little <laughs> bit. Just a little bit. Punch him in his ribs a little bit. Said, I just poked him. He said I just poked him a couple times. That's all. Yeah, he just touched him on the shoulder like this. That's all he did. Man, listen, that happens. That happens at every stadium, man. It, it gets it gets like that. And and I'm glad for your brother for standing up for a, an, an older lady. So, a woman, yeah, period. Definitely. Yeah, I love him. I definitely love that. Oh man, I'm so glad I got to hear that story from you because mm, right. we have our own and perspectives from story, it. The whole story, and I told right. myself I don't want to go back and listen because I might have heard it a long time ago. But I was like, nope, I don't want to hear it again. I want to nope. wait for George nope. to tell me, you know, on the show, so Life. Can, yeah, we can hear it and, yeah. and experience it all over again, man. I played the video. I can't play it too much. I don't know how YouTube, man, YouTube Illuminati, little yeah, Illuminati, they but, be uh, <laughs> I was looking at it when you played the video. I'm like, uh oh. I know, I know. I said, Let me get it up out of here. Look, look, I was looking at it too, like, uh oh, Sky. That might, we don't want to get this, 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 the thing blacked out. They said, play the video, Sky. So, you know what? I'm going to play it. I'm gonna, it's such a great video. Oh. It's worth it. I just want to see it like, one time. That's right. That's right. And then I peeped the part. I've seen that. I watch it too. I watch it all the time too, man. I'll be all up on Twitter and Instagram just watching it like, yeah. okay. You know. yeah, yes, man. indeed. Hey, George, I want to ask you a question about that. So I think uh, I think I heard your statement about it, but after that happened, did, did T.O. talk to you about it? Did he have any ill feelings with that with you? Did mm. I mean, what was, did y'all have any conversation? Because you said y'all was uh, rapping back and forth, talking trash back and forth. What happened? Yeah. I mean, did y'all, what was after that? And so, no, we haven't talked. And I did try to speak to him. He has not. So if, did he have ill will? He still has ill will. I don't wow. have wow. I don't have any, really? any ill will to him. Um, and actually, when he came to the Cowboys, I thought that would be the greatest time for us to at least yeah. connect. I mean, yeah. we were players. And so actually, I mean, he gave me the cold shoulder, boss. I mean, I was on the field at the game. I thought, you know, so I'd already tried to reach out to him. I went through his agent, went through right. Him little marketing uh, girl that he had to try to, you know, figure out really just to be able to talk to him. 
you know, right. you know because you know the bad blood or whatever right mm-hmm. so and i thought we might capitalize on the opportunity there's some money that probably could have been made out of that <laughs> together so i was like uh oh, you know let's let's turn this into something well yeah, anyway Sure, Joe could have. Yeah, that's so when crazy. He, here, he still felt like that, though. Man, man when he got here, fellas, I was on the sideline, walked mm. up to him. He looked over me like, "Bro, if you don't get out of my face, kind of thing." It's wow. the, I was like, "Really?" really? Well, but wow. I just wanted to get some dap, a little love, and be like, "Hey, yes. man, it's all good. Yes. Go about my business." Nope. And then Mm-mm. right at that point, I was like, "Okay, now I see." You know, you see how it is, basically. Yeah. Hey, you know what, George? I gotta. I, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna look at his sign. I'm gonna look at the horoscopes because that's gonna tell me something about him. <laughs> he and his feelings a little too much, yeah. man. Let it go, dog. Yeah, that's, that's on, a man. long this football, man. This football, they ain't no. How many times we play? You play sports and something like that happening after the games? Are we like we good? You know what I'm we saying? Good. Like dap really? It up. Yeah, dap it up and be over with. You know, I would have been like, look, let's let's line them up right now. But that was prime to though, right? <laughs> <laughs> line them up right now. Let's 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 end this. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was prime to you. Hey, 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 George. Uh, how many uh, coaching uh, staff that you went through since you have uh, been on the Cowboys? Ooh, so I came in on the Barry Switzer. Yeah, and then Spitz. I had okay. came back, so I left, came back, went, had Chan Gailey and mm. yeah, and Dave Campo. So were my dark three. ages. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, George. <laughs> the dark <laughs> ages. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, big dog, yeah. but them was the dark ages. I had to pull the scap off, man. You know, just had to yeah, let it bleed, man. man. Uh, what? <laughs> but but Parcells, did he did he at least change the mentality when he came on, well, he, right? He was. Were you there for Parcells? He, he wasn't there right? for Parcells. He no, 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 so, no. He wasn't. So who? who who's last person? Campo. Campo. I thought T.O. came. Campo. No, he had so T.O. came. So T.O. didn't come when Parcells was there, right? I think he's just saying when he well, came. No, he was I saying after the after it was over, he met up yeah. with them and was like, "Yo, what's up? It's all over." And he was just turned his head. That's what he was talking about. Yes. Okay, because yes. your last year was oh one, so it was oh when Parcells came. Oh, three. Marcel's came like oh three. Oh, three. So you so, were gone. I'm trying to tell time. you, he was in the dark ages. Oh, I, I got a goodness. Co- I got a coaching question for you. Um, you you came in pretty much at the tail end of the dynasty, uh, yeah. with yeah. with with the Cowboys. So you got you still play with the triplets or what have you, um, yeah. Darren Woodson. And so you got to be around that championship pedigree. But mm-hmm. then almost immediately you got Chan Gailey, who wasn't bad with the Cowboys. But then you went from that to to Campbell. How was that transition as a player to go from? I understand Barry Switzer gets the rap he gets, but he won the Super Bowl. You were you were on a, you know coached under a, or you played under a Super Bowl winning coach and players, and then to go from that to see kind of the demise of that franchise's golden uh, days in the '90s. How was that as a player to go through it? Even even at that level, it don't matter how much money you're making or how good you are. You mm-hmm. still have to have a guy that knows how to motivate grown men to, yeah. you know, do more than just grab the check. And so mm-hmm. they're all got good minds and good football and all that. But if you can't find a way to reach a guy that's 38 years old, <laughs> you know, or 22 and make him still want to run through the wall, at least for the organization, maybe not for you or to get him to motivate himself mm-hmm. for the next contract or whatever it needs to be. Um, and I don't think, you know, they really had that. They were very smart. They were very tactical X's and O's, but 
lighting up, locking up, uh, firing up the locker room. That's, you know, that, that takes a skill set for, to try to coach grown men who aren't necessarily going to listen to you all the time. Um, and that's why I appreciate it. I want to give him a big props. That's why I appreciated mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer, who's mm-hmm. the head coach who came mm-hmm. out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, because even though he wasn't the head coach, that's kind of who I leaned to. He was a very good balance of fiery, great coach, but also mm-hmm. to be able to talk to you and tell you like, bro, if you want to make this team, <laughs> you better get your stuff together. Right. You know, you better pick this thing up. Um, and that took me a long way. And I, I know that's why I played nine years because I was around guys like that. Dick Gerard, uh, Clancy Pendergrass, um, Mike Zimmer, you know, all those guys, they had a way to figure out how to push guys' buttons. They knew it had to be different for George T or Darren Woodson or yeah. Emmett Smith. How do you mm-hmm. motivate Emmett Smith and those guys? To get At that point, yeah. Right. Right. <clears throat> I mean, they're self-motivated, but they're still that day. We all have that day where we don't want to practice. When, you know, I'm probably tired because I didn't sleep well Saturday night going into the Sunday game at noon. So mm-hmm. you got to have someone that can really hit you or yeah. you need to have a, a leader in the locker room. That's what the problem is, I think, with our, our team now. I don't uh, think oh. Another segue. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You ain't sorry. No, no. Way it on, because we about to come with the current. <laughs> well, well, current going so on with the you. current Cowboys. Uh, we've been allergic to ints, turnovers, and takeaways, and safeties, and safety play. You played at the free safety role, and and you played some strong at times. But uh, when I looked at your stats or what have you, I seen that one year did you have four interceptions in eight games. I think that was, was that the year you had two pick sixes. Uh-huh. That was in uh, that was in '96. Like don't like you them. know? Don't you know what we would do? With some, <laughs> what don't you know what we would do with somebody right now to get four interceptions in eight games? We would build a statue and put them right beside Sky Mirror. I'm for real. <laughs> Let me know if I'm lying. He ain't lying. He ain't lying. Yeah, we would put a statue. You had 15 collective interceptions in your career. Don't you know what we would do with that right by now? <laughs> I mean, you're not lying. You know, that that's from or the lack of that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And there's it's probably different levels, but part of it, <clears throat> I don't think guys study the game the same way that we might have did back in the day. And it's real easy with film. I mean, they're on the tablets and all that, but there's also a whole lot of other distractions. <clears throat> but I think what my success for came from is taking calculated risk some mm. people say hey you were a gambler right yeah. i like to call it calculated risk because i would hear it from coach zimmer a lot coach mm. T, george t you got lucky on them. you got lucky and i said no this is actually what you taught me that when they line up like this they're on this hash he's got mm. this foot up there's a 95 percent chance that this is going to happen mm. so I used to like math and I knew probability. And if oh. that's probable that they're going to do it, I'm going to go, <laughs> you know, I'm going to go. And that's like what I try to teach my kids. So I'm going to bait them too. not just go where you do it, set them up. I'm going to go over here. I know you're going to throw it over here. So I'm going to look this way. Kind of like the look off in basketball, right? Oh, no. You don't turn back. And as soon as you do, bam, I'm going to go take that. So I was uh risky like that um to do that and 
what we had, which I still think they don't have, is I had the communication with the corners, with Primetime, Pup, you know, mm. Carly Williams or whatever, because I would tell them, fellas, when this happens, I know I'm supposed to be in the post to help you on that deep right. coverage, but I am not going to be there. <laughs> so you need to cover the post <laughs> by yourself. George, just you saying that, I didn't mean to cut but just you saying that, think about it. I was listening to like Xavier Woods, the current, you know, safety right now. And I've been listening to a lot of people in the secondary. And one of the things they always, a lot of have been saying is the communication, the communication. If the communication is off, <clears throat> guys aren't in the right spots. That's what I've been hearing about this secondary <clears throat> the last three or four years, how the communication is being broke down. So you just saying that right there tells me like, where is the leadership on the back end? I feel like the Cowboys are missing that that type of guy. When you had you, Woody, back there, you had guys that were putting those guys in their spots. When you have the safety position right there, they're putting those guys in their spots so guys aren't out of place. And I feel like that's where they're lacking in it, and there's no true leader on the back end. There hasn't been one. I appreciate that, man. And he, you, next time y'all talk to Woody, you ask him. And I, and I feel confident he'll do this. You say, man, who got you lined up? Who, when something was going bad, who mm. got you lined up? I took pride into that. I wasn't the best athlete or the best guy or whatever, but I knew where everybody was supposed to be. And I could tell them, and they would all look back, mm. all of them, Dion, whatever, whoever you talk to, stay over there, man. You're good. Don't run with the motion or whatever it is. Just stay over <laughs> there. Well, you're yelling, cut back. Get, cut, cut back. Cut back. <laughs> well, I was telling, yelling at Dion, telling him to tackle somebody. But anyway. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned. Uh, being uh, taking calculated risk, just the mm. word risk in general is something that is not seen in right. Dallas the last decade, y'all. I mean, y'all, y'all tell me, <laughs> but I mean, be honestly, you know, we have a, we had a conservative head coach uh, in regards to play calling, and I think that also trickled down to defense. We 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 ran that Tampa two type of defense, keep everything in front of you, let everybody dink and dunk, and you didn't see our cornerbacks or our safeties take a lot of risk. Is that something? Um, you know, it just kind of just popped in my head when you said risk. Is that something you notice from afar or as a as a head your head coach, right? You're you're mm -hmm. a coach for for football. Do you teach your guys that kind of risk or is that something that differs from uh coordinator to coordinator, scheme to scheme? Um, yeah, I think it would probably be more on the coordinator and maybe even the head coach cuz I do talk about it as a coach. Mm -hmm. And we kind of evolved. The first time it was, you know, the whole bend don't break, just kind of not yeah. let anything happen. Da, da, da. Um, and I had that as a coach going in because I didn't think I had the talent, right? But now it's, we evolved to where now, fellas, you got to go get the ball. You got to strip it. You got to take it. And here's how you're going to do it. I'll put you in the best position. So put you in the best position. I love that. Yeah, we're going to put, yes, we're going to allow you to go make the play, not just stop it, but to do something great. So right. our mentality then was, Score on defense if you can. Get the pick six. Get the gotta get the ball first. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, so that was the mindset of the coordinators to be able to say we have to get the ball back to the offense first. Right. Now, if you can take it all the way back, go, but there's gonna be an opportunity. And we that was the best best thing I liked about the coaches then. It was you're gonna have an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Go for it. I mean, you might miss it, you know. Yeah, it was going to be a big play or whatever, but 
here are the probabilities. I don't know what their books look like now, but we had every percentage down. But every That's very interesting. Oh my god! Every Back then. hash mark two. Yeah, I the love hearing that formation. And I studied that, and I, all the ones that I saw, hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Hey man, they're gonna have to break Jumping. the. Well, well, let me ask you this, uh, uh, Mr. George. Uh, you you played under Zim. You know, he was the defensive guy. And recently, we picked up Coach Edwards, who played, I guess, coached under uh, Zim as well. So some of that philosophy that you, you're talking about, don't you think that it will translate over here now since we got George? Although he's not the defensive coordinator, you would think that he would have some fingerprints on that. Do you think so? I, I do, as a matter mm -hmm. of fact, and I think, McCarthy, just the way they were in Green Bay, they 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 had turnovers and they made plays. Um, so I think he's going to be vital in that too. And I do know, and I've watched, you know, George Edwards and him being the coordinator. And it, uh, I forget where he was, um, but anyway, he's going to be more aggressive mm -hmm. in that sense of trying to create that because he's the guy, the same kind of guy that's looking at data. Uh, oh, wow. And all those things and saying, how do we become better? And when you start to look at turnovers, that's a, a big piece of how defensive become great. It might not necessarily always, there's a piece of how many points do you give up? But that turnover ratio, if you can win that and you got a defense, man, shoot. I think it's going to be good, though. I, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. So let me ask you this, George. So we, we all been talking, conservative don't win. That's just right. our opinion. Conservative don't win. I mean, and when you're aggressive type defense, you're going to give up some plays. I mean, that's the nature of the game. You're going to give up some plays. But when you're aggressive, aggressive all the time, the sacks come, the turnovers come, you, the big plays come for your defense. I just feel like we didn't have that under that regime under Garrett. And too many times that Ben don't break. I don't like that Ben don't break when you have talent. Just like you were saying with your, with your high school team. Um, you're bend don't break because maybe you didn't have the talent, but then you start evolving. You got the talent. You're like, okay, you know what? We're not bend don't break. I got talent now. We're gonna we're gonna be aggressive. We're gonna attack you. And that's what frustrated me about the regime that Garrett had was because they had the talent, yeah, to be aggressive, but they still played the bend don't break defense, and that's very frustrating on my end. What do you? Yeah. What's your thoughts? No doubt. I, I think you're right, and I know we're talking a lot about the pass and and blitz and all that. But you have to be aggressive in rundowns as well. Um, and hopefully with, you know, um, this new regime and that they will be even more aggressive on that. The mm -hmm. run blitzes. I don't know how much we mm -hmm. talk about that. Yes, yes. You got to know the tennis and say, y'all are running over here. You know, we're going to blitz all these gaps or whatever. Um, and, yeah, they might go the other way or cut it back and they might like you said, break one and give up on you. But you got you got to be aggressive. So I'm hoping, and I feel like they will, you got some better secondary guys. So, you know, if they do try to hit you with an uh, RPO or something, that you got guys that can cover your, your tail a little bit if they pull the ball out or, or check. Um, but um, the, I completely 100% agree that if we're just sitting back and not, trying to go make the play we're not gonna catch up with new orleans <laughs> you know mm -hmm. exactly yeah, right. it's gonna be that either we're not gonna we can't be afraid of those quarterbacks though even those elite quarterbacks we've got to put some heat on them and when you have a linebacker or a corner or someone that then understands that other mindset that 
when we when we blitz this way, the ball's gonna go the other way. And then that's when they gotta bait and take the the chance. Cause you know the defensive guys know exactly where the ball's going, right? Um, right. I mean they do know it. We're blitzing over there and whoever uh, hot, hot route, yeah. Jared Goff looks and he starts nah, with hand signals. You know where the ball's going, and it's really up to you to say, "Nope, nope, not today." <laughs> but, 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 but for ten years, but for ten years, we only rushed four. Basically, we didn't really rush five or six and send a blitz. We did. We didn't blitz a lot collectively as a team. And uh, all I'm hearing now is that this new regime, they may send five drop one back in coverage as it relates to one of the defensive end guys. That's why D-Law, he's going to be standing up. So it's going to be a different flavor, I bet. Listen, though, mm-hmm. and you you made me think about this, and I'm going to give you my a Green Bay story in favor of This is in favor of Dallas, because I was playing with Green Bay, and we were playing against the Cowboys. I think it might have been the NFC Championship here. Probably can go watch the film because I got beat for a touchdown. So that's why I'm exposing myself. Okay, I like that. I like that humility. Keeping it real. That I was taking calculated risk playing against Troy. Troy. And Mike, now I'm on the other side. I'm in Green Bay. Mm -hmm. You kind of knew the Tennessee. They were very good. Some things you just couldn't stop, but we knew, right? So we got in the formation. We knew it was going to be, I was like, all right, now I'm on Mike. I'm not on him, but we kind of giving the disguise, shelling it. So I'm knowing what he's going to run. When we line up like this, they're going to run the slant. Every time. They've been doing it. So I'm like, this is my opportunity. I'm going back to it. I see the little hand mover, the shake, right? So then I went, "Uh uh-oh, this is my chance. Now, my calculated risk was right up until the point he ran the slant and go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, got him. Yeah, got him. Now I'm saying that because mm-hmm. my mentality was not of, and my staff was not like, hey, you're mm-hmm. right. Here's how you fix that. Take a better angle, cut him off. If he turns back up on you, blah, 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 blah. Right? Mm-hmm. I think now these guys, they don't want to take that risk, mm-hmm. even if it means giving up the big play because mm-hmm. it's, safer let him catch it tackle it as opposed to being the man and going getting the ball and take i love hearing that right there also been the mentality i love hearing that of this this defense if you think about it for under rob marinelli it's let him catch it you know Mm -hmm. we want him to what's the word matriculate matriculate down the field they want him Mm -hmm. to do that and then hopefully they mess up or they get a field goal or punt the ball and, yeah. and I think that that was a problem, man. It really was. And it put our offense in such crazy positions after drive 70, 80, 90 yards consistently, you know? Because yeah. teams can go on a 15-play drive now. You know, yes. They can do a 15-play drive, take up the whole quarter, and then yeah. – <laughs> Putting your yeah, offense exactly. behind the eight ball. If you have, a, you have a team that keeps on driving, every time they drive, they're taking six, seven minutes off the quarter – you're putting the offense back in a situation where now we're talking about Ezekiel Elliott. You're not running him now, right? Because mm-hmm. now you're feeling the pressure of we got to score. And I've seen a lot of times in those games where we would get down and they're like, okay, well, we can't do this now because we have mm-hmm. to go to this. And that, that, that's been the problem. And when I see a McCarthy, I'm not saying he's a, like a God of a coach, but when I watched him in his years at green Bay, 
he was aggressive. Now, toward the end, he got a little flack of not being aggressive. The Seattle game, the championship game, he got a flag. But when you saw him at Green Bay, he was a very aggressive type offensive coordinator. I mean, coordinator. He'd take, hey, you had guys that were getting 130, 140 targets on what? offense. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> What's your thoughts on McCarthy, the McCarthy hire? I was I was very excited. It caught me off guard actually because I didn't really know yeah. where he was going to go um, with the with the hire, and I, I think it's a great hire. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, and I know that he's super excited to be here. That was good to hear right. his, his press conference and to be able to almost yeah. be like a fan or to say, "Hey, that sold me a little bit." Yeah, yeah, to say this is my dream job. I mean, that means he's got to do everything that he needs to do to make it. <laughs> successful and that might be have to make some tough calls calls whatever that means personnel mm-hmm. um you know taking some chances he's gonna have to because i mean he's gonna have to because cowboys nation is tired of waiting yeah for we years. He, <laughs> hey george he got hot forever. he got hot fire grease he got hot fish grease on him i, I told well, people somebody said, oh, he ain't got hot yeah, fish grease yeah he do because guess what the the pressure that he's coming he left from green bay you got hella pressure coming into Dallas, okay? Because yeah. now everybody's looking at your success at Green Bay, and so Dallas is anticipating the fans are looking for that to come over. And honestly, I'm I'm excited, and I want to ask your feelings about not just, you know, uh, Skywalker asked you, but not just your feelings. Like, what do you think about the personnel with Dallas right now? McCarthy coming in, do you think they have a Super Bowl-type roster where they can make that run? Yeah, I, I do. Um, the having CD Lamb fall in our lap. Ooh, <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh. I was just what I was talking about. My God! Yeah, like really, this is really about to happen. We about to get one of these guys, right? Right. <laughs> this is really. I was on the phone and they just text guy like, "We're about to get one of these." They're like, <laughs> "Gary's not going to take him." I said. So he's got the weapons, you got a running game, you at least got a couple threats. Um, I don't know enough about the tight end yet to say if he's, you know, um, Good. That. You got I do, I do know you know Boy, about Diggs, though. I know you know about Diggs. Come on, man. You yeah, know yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh, see, listen. Hey, 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 roll time. Roll time. Talk about him. Roll time. Talk about him. Hey, they were talking about, you know, him, and then you got your other guy, Ha Ha Clinton Dix. You know, you got some you got some. Talk about them Bama boys. Talk about them Bama boys. Right. It doesn't take very long for people to figure out that if you got Bama boys on your team, you're probably going to be in a better situation. There we go. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that Bama bias. See, here's the, here's the thing. Oh. I, I grew up a, a Miami Hurricane fan, and you got that oh infamous play. See, I, that's, yeah, he that's got the I'm play. Saying. You got um, that the infamous play for us, famous play for you, <laughs> but infamous play with the strip, <laughs> and it was a hell of a play, though. Oh my goodness. Hell of a place. Oh, so I give you that. Were you even born when that happened? No. I, well, yes, yes. I was born. Wait, wait. wait that was what? Late, late eighties, right? Uh, was see, look. Now you're early trying 90s. to away. <laughs> I can't remember. It was early nineties, late. I can't remember which one it was. But January first, nineteen ninety three. Okay, I was born. I was born. He was just. He was just coming out the womb like. No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. No, I, wasn't, no, I, wasn't. <laughs> I just know my history a little bit. Just a little bit. Little something, something. <laughs> but yeah, we got a couple Bama boys on the squad. That's right. Yeah, so what's your scouting report on uh Diggs first? Um yeah, oh, no, I think he's 
he's going to be uh, uh, more aggressive, the things we're talking about. I think he has the, the knack, the ball skills, uh, quickness out of the breaks. I mean, I do – and I'm not being biased about this because I think I think he's there and I think he went – I thought he was actually going to go higher, in my opinion. But well, yeah, a lot of people have him in the first. They had him in the first. Dallas, they had him going to Dallas in the first round. Did, did you yeah. peep what number he's going to wear? Yes, sir. <laughs> 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 hey, yeah. Um, I'm a, uh, so, yeah, I, I like that. Clinton did uh, – ha-ha coming uh-huh. in. I think it's good. Um, I, I like it a lot. So, people were talking about, you know, Jamal Adam things and what to do and all this kind of stuff. But I, I think um, – yeah, you're on that train. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's gonna happen. No, but, it's it's not gonna happen. It's not no, gonna happen. it's not gonna happen. He's he when Jerry's not gonna spend that much money on the safety, and he's not gonna take the uh, pay cut or not get the money that he deserves. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a pipe dream. Yeah. So, haha, though is more. Um, I like his game because I guess I kind of see some of my game in yes. him. I was going to say that, him. man. Yeah, I think he can do both because he, he he can cover a slot guy. He can make the plays on the ball. He's maybe a little conservative, but I think he's a student of the game. Um, I mean, all of us kind of saying he's kind of bounced around a little bit too, you know, just trying to find his niche. Um, but playing for the Cowboys is when I had my best playing experiences um, just because of crowd and, you know, Where's everything. The Cowboys. Say that. Yes, it was. Um, and I don't know that my game was any different. It was just a better fit for me. And I'm hoping that for him, this will be that same type of deal that got the star on the helmet. He can be the leader in the background. He can be the vocal person. Um, no. He's already seen enough um, elaborate um, defenses that he should be able to get lined, get people lined up. Hopefully mm-hmm. he's the vocal leader. Um, you know, let Xavier do his deal corners can lock it down we got the linebackers already in front of them now oh, yeah. good group with lee Jalen, and vanderesh and up front come on man yeah. i think all the so so, so so t so so oh. would you put hilarious clinton dicks inside the box or would you gonna play him upside uh, out in free don't put him in that damn box because you just talked about wood so how would you roll that thing out for 2020 i personally i i would like to see and i don't know what they said i haven't read enough about it I would like to see uh, Haha more as a free, okay. And, and, uh, Xavier more as a strong. That's what it's looking like. Wow. Um, okay. Now there's not in today's age. There's not a lot of difference in mm-hmm. the two, just because of the spread and the way people throw the ball. And maybe you need to designate a guy. So it was kind of like me and Woody, if I can go back to that. That you know we had similarities, but. You know, when we knew it was going to be a run, primarily he's the guy that was going to go down most of the time just because it was down yeah. or whatever. And so it wasn't necessarily the scheme, but if we could put ourselves in that situation, he was more comfortable being up there. I was more comfortable being back. So we could work our, our system out again, the communication. Yeah. Hey, when they line up like this, they're going to move the tight end. You know they are. People are always moving somebody. So line up on that side. <laughs> you know, he's going to come to you, and then we're straight. You know, when I'm listening to you, you know, break down these games and these plays and things like that, it's obvious to see you have a high football IQ. And that's what a lot of people say about Clinton Dix is that he may not be the most athletic safety out there. But when you look at his career resume, he has a lot of interceptions. Mm -hmm. He has a lot of big plays. 
And that's because I personally think it's because he has a high football IQ and he does what you were saying earlier. I know I can, you know, what play is going to be run. I'm going to beat you there for that interception. And he did a lot of that in Green Bay mm. under Mike McCarthy. So it's very possible, you know, resurgence with Mike McCarthy uh, could happen here in Dallas. I'm hoping so. But I like the signing. I think he's best, like you say, at free safety. Uh, with all the guys in front of him, I think he could have a, a resurging year, in my opinion. I know he's a Bama boy, so I know you're rooting for it. I was about to get, you know, I was going to come back to that. I'm giving the credit. I'm giving the credit to Bama. He repped that Bama. That's for damn sure. He repped Bama. No, they know no distinction about it. He repped Bama. Hey, let me talk about position of flex right quick uh, with you, Teague. Uh, Cheeto Wuzier, it's not like he's a bad corner. A lot of people label him as a bad corner because he don't get what we all like, turnovers and takeaways. Nevertheless, do you think... In the heart of hearts, can you play him inside at, at the box, or can he play in the safety role uh, with this team, or is this still up in the air? I I think that if if you can't make plays, this is a personal belief, okay, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> from a coaching standpoint. When you, if you're out there on the island and the natural thing is to try to move a guy inside, um, it's harder inside. <laughs> yeah, because they can go multiple ways. Yeah, they're going every way, and then you're going to get lost in the shuffle. And if you're not ready for that, almost like a nickelback or the fifth DB, you can't you can't do it. So no, I don't I don't like it. Now I don't necessarily like them outside because you're not the aggressive type, and um, you know maybe you're going to get picked on a little bit um, or something of that nature. But I don't think that you move guys inside just because they're not getting it done on the outside unless it's your scheme is built the way you can protect him. So until I know what they're going to run, if they're going to be blitzing a lot, if he's stuck trying to cover this guy in space, I don't, I'm not for that. <laughs> um, no disrespect to him at all. But we would love I'm to not. see him in more of a co- me personally, in more of a coverage role back there, but I, I'm not a hundred percent ready to give up on him at corner. Cause he, he was always around his man. I just think the conservative coaching is the reason why a lot of these corners didn't get interception. Maybe that changes. Who knows? But I think we got the talent back. You're right. And, you know, we don't give enough guys credit because when you go into evaluations, your mm-hmm. scouting department, who you can get, I mean, it's a whole lot deeper than just what we're thinking because they know what kind of person they're bringing in, meaning he can cover the guy Mm-hmm. You know, 80% of the time, and we're going to be okay with it. That's a that's a team philosophy, you know, that uh, when you're evaluating what kind of guy are you bringing in um, with your scouting, the department that's telling the head coach or the position coach, this is what you're going to get, you know. And so I don't necessarily put that on the coaches always because most of the time they already kind of have an idea. Maybe they hope they get out of it, but through mm-hmm. college study, ah. game film, right. you kind of know that you got what you got. It's not really going to not, yes, oh, he's older is. now. He's going to change. I don't, I don't know. You're trying to project. <laughs> uh, sometimes you, you get it wrong. <laughs> Honestly, I, I said that about uh, Xavier Woods on my last show. It's like he's a mystery to me because I, I really like him, but we're going into year four. It's very possible he is what he is. It's and, what he and, is. And maybe that's Man. how it is for that 2017 defensive back draft because that's where we got Woods, Wuzier, and, and Jordan Lewis. And I don't know if you have any thoughts on J. Lou. Um, yeah. But, but, you know, a lot of those guys kind of seem to be 
who they are who we thought they were basically right mm-hmm. but we'll see we'll see yeah speaking of speaking of that uh teague uh how do you feel about the fact that they paid anthony brown right and we still have a placeholder on jordan lewis do you think that jordan lewis should be a starting corner in this particular defense or is still up for up in the air do you think that he can play uh a starting position i i think he can i do think that he can play i think and guys, you know, this this is so messed up with the whole COVID deal and not yeah. having camps or preseason cool. stuff because it's, it's going to do some people um, a lot of injustice, I guess, of, you know, how to compete and move up for that, and especially when you got a new head coach, you got new defensive stuff coming in, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, I, I, I try to refrain some because we didn't get a salmon June camp. <laughs> you know, or April, May, right afterwards. I don't know what spring training is going to look like. Um, and so I think that the coaches are going to be a little bit more conservative too, to say, this is what we've seen on the film and we're going to have to stick <laughs> with this mm-hmm. until proven. Makes sense. Otherwise. So, uh, but do I think he can do it? You know, money always plays a factor in everything. Yeah, we've been yeah. talking about yeah. that. We've been talking about follow the yeah, money. Look I'll at them contracts. <laughs> follow them contracts. Con- we've been talking about it, George. If you look at them <laughs> contracts, see, we could talk about, oh, he looks good and he played that. But let me go back to that salary and let's see what that salary say. If he ain't making a lot of money and this other guy is, well, guess what? You might not have that chance. No, guys, I played it. Miami. I don't know if you guys knew this. Yes, yes. yeah, Miami. we remember. Yeah, for a couple. I was signed as a free agent to go there uh, to be their starting free safety. I got a good deal, you know, uh, multi-year deal, three-year deal. Guys, when I got there, but within two weeks later, they signed another safety, gave them three times the amount of money that I got. <laughs> Wow. You, knew, you knew right then and there. So you knew. I, I knew right then. You knew I called. Right then. I called the head coach and said, "Hey, man, you know well, what I need to know, bro? What is you know what is this? Mean? Oh, you know, well, not, and it changed, and it was strictly money. Well, you know, you're gonna have to compete. You won't compete with him, you know, because he's in it. But you, we're gonna let you compete at this other side. Uh, blah mm-hmm. blah. And it really just, you know, Sorry, messes man. you up. That's a whole different deal. But it goes in the point of saying that money does." talk with that they're going to try to get the people that are on the field that mm-hmm. are making the money they're not paying them to sit on the bench <laughs> yeah, that's I, for sure I, that's 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 our whole thinking you know we love mm-hmm. j lou uh, we all believe he's probably our best playmaker but when the coaching staff a new coaching staff comes in has a clean slate and they decide to sign that guy that plays your position to a three-year deal i can't ignore that that's all. Right. I can't ignore that. Mm. And when you bring a guy in that's um, that we we just brought in a worldly, we had him on an interview um, this past week. And when he signed in, he's almost making three million. The The highest paid cornerback on the team is Anthony Brown, who they resigned to a three year deal. And the second highest paid guy is worldly. I have a hard time believing that if you brought a guy in from a different team who's making almost three million dollars a year, who's the second highest paid cornerback on the team, that he's going to be sitting the bench. Nah. When you get when that happens to you, players, when you listen to this, when that <laughs> happens to you, you get outpriced. Call your agent immediately. <laughs> at least start asking questions. Not to be traded, but at least start asking questions. What does this mean? What is my value? What do I need to do? Um, and trust me, I learned that. So I, I wasn't the one that obviously that played on the same team, all that. 
you know, for nine years. So mm-hmm. I got to see, I got traded. I know what that means. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. cut. I know what that means. I went through the free agency. I know what that means. So I feel like I got a vast, you know, I can talk on all aspects because I know exactly what they, what that looks like. When mm-hmm. someone calls you and says, Hey, you just been traded. What mm. you know? Don't they call that the um, the Reaper in the NFL or something like that? The Reaper. Hey, we sure had them. They all wear black too, man. You know <laughs> <laughs> black. Jordan said they they signed uh, that safety. He said, "What the hell is even that?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, coach. What's come on, dude? Hey, hey, George. What is your position on uh, Rain Dakota Prescott? You you see, hold on before you answer that. You cheating, law. You cheating. What? You Why cheating. You? I was ready for that question. Hey man, I'm just reading <laughs> your mind. He, 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 come with the, he come with the 30 shotters. Well, well, so what are you asking me though? Do I think he's I'm, I'm like wait, 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 40 million? Does he deserve that money? What's up? Be specific, man. Does he does you out there? What's up on his contract, big dog? I thought um, you was a dog over there. No, for real. And so for real, for real. What what is the question though, Law? Because because is he good? Is he there the money? Like what is the specific question you want to ask? It, 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 it was a powder keg and I threw it over there. I thought he was just gonna jump right on it. All right. So do you pay Dak? Do you put him on a franchise tag? Or do you sit back and say, okay, cowboy, do you do you personally call Jerry Wayne Jones and say, hey, don't you remember the dark days <laughs> when I was down there <laughs> playing for the Cowboys? <laughs> and Troy Eggman, although I played with Troy Eggman, but it was on the tail end of the situation. Hey, hey you got a quarterback now. What, what he, Woody rolled off. He was very honest about those cute, those quarterbacks y'all played with. So don't be afraid to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> no, and I'm not going to listen. Y'all should know me by now. We've been talking for an hour, right? <laughs> right, so, right, right. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to sugarcoat the stuff with you or whatnot. I right, think we love. I don't think if I was in Jerry Jones' shoes, I understand the, the money and the marketing and all this other kind of stuff. I'm not going to go out there first and overpay this guy. I'm not going to give him $40 million. Okay. You, you're going to have a lot of fans in the chat from saying that. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, oh that, you go, hey, he they're going to play this. We gonna, George, we're so, going to play this, and the back haters going to love you. <laughs> but so why not? I, I, I like him. I think he's gotten better. I think he's evolving. We're putting more weapons around him. He's going to get smarter. He's going to have a another coach that probably mm-hmm. can give him more tools mm-hmm. to um, effectively run an offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he needs to sign that one-year franchise tag. Bro, take the 31, 33 million, whatever it is. Get it, man. Take it. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> have your year and come back and the money is probably really really gonna be big oh um, yeah once you come in and you start balling and you have uh two or three 400 yards game back to back to back with these guys mm. you got at ezekiel then you call jerry and you say what's up Cause so so so, <laughs> so do you really words, think that you, go ahead, you go ahead, tell it, you you telling me and the nation and all of the Dak Prescott apologists I'm not one I'm just saying but you telling us right now collectively speaking that Dak Prescott should bet on himself a- again. again that's what you're saying that's what that you're saying Play, exactly sign the franchise tag or, or just sign whatever offer that's out there now right I mean it sounds like Georgia speaking ball. speaking on on Dak's behalf in the sense of hey man I can make even more. Get this True. thirty million or whatever it is, thirty thirty one million dollars, and then I could get maybe even more if I just wait. 
Um, it's it's a strategy that that Kirk Cousins did. Because there's gonna be clarity on the money. There's no clarity on it. The COVID. Ooh, the ah. we don't know what TV revenue is gonna look like. People might not be in the stands. See, that's a good point. I'm glad he said. You know, that. all kind of stuff is gonna be going on. Right. And then that affects next year too, right? So. Mm. So the this, owners are not gonna sit know, here and bet on themselves. Here, here's why no, but he's making sense that. though law like that it, makes it, it sense. makes sense but week four week five of the regular nfl season Dak prescott drops back he scans the field he's sacked oh shoulder yeah, blade out you know shoulder blade gone so don't you think that it would be even wise for him to just take the 35 million that's on the table at least that's more money than the 31 and it's a guarantee deal more than 34. well so Okay, oh, in, in that sense, that. if, if, and again, I don't, I haven't talked to him, I don't know that, but if it's right, right. a $35 million deal over four years, five years, five years, five years, yeah, and 90 million of it is guaranteed or whatever the number is, man, <laughs> sign that thing and let's go. It's <laughs> I think it's like a hundred, it's and crazy this is number. just only speculation for the nation. It's a, supposed to be around 106 million. Yeah, so, yeah, that to me, and I'm saying that as a, a brother, I'm saying that as an athlete, I'm saying that as a whatever, take the hundred million guarantee, bro, whatever it is, and get it now. Get um, it. And if not, don't don't shoot too far because you're not gonna get the whoever your agent is or whatever. If you're trying to get 42, 43, something, break the bank, uh, I just think that's the wrong, wrong deal. So yes, I, I probably mm -hmm. should clarify. The, the other part, what you're saying, that I think you got to really be in those 30-somethings, you know, mid-30-somethings. I think I, think I get what you're I'm picking I, I up what, you what you're putting down. You're, this isn't a anti-don't-pay-Dak because Dak Prescott's not worth whatever. It's more of a, it's more so, hey, man, the, 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 the environment we're in right now, we don't know what next year's contract's going to look like right now, and you got to guarantee 31 to $33 million dollars Take it, bet on yourself, and then now you have clarity. This is I'm just paraphrasing what you're saying. Now you yes. have clarity on where your contract will be uh, for the next four or five years. So I mean that part of it definitely makes sense. Yeah, because I, I don't know what his real mindset is. I never is thought of it that way. Now is it trying to get the most money? It's it's two different kind of things. They run together, but um, I get it and I understand injuries. Again, I said I can talk on this. I got tagged when I was at Green Bay. You know, mm. um, and you have that decision. Do you want to hold out? Do you want to sit? Do you play for the money? Well, you know what? I played through the tag and I ended up getting traded, you know, later. Um, do you anyway. regret, do you regret playing on that tag? No, I don't. Not okay. at all. It was, I think y'all, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I believe when it first came about, the players liked it. I don't think people hated the tag back then yeah, until later. later. Well, yes, and when you, well, I know we keep using the word back then, but the rules are so much different with free agency, mm -hmm. salary caps. What did it mean? You know, I mean, Gary, I remember yeah, I back then, free there. agency. It just, was six years before you could even become ooh. a free agent. People wow, wow. that's crazy. You know, so then it changed to us that you know you could get four years mm -hmm. um, before you were free agent. Um, so um, it, it just it's a different world. Um, money-wise, 
you know, they're making a, a, a good chunk of money and that's awesome. They should be, and they deserve it um, all. But there still is a strategy. It's a business, fellas. I mean, mm -hmm. as much as we want, it is a business on both sides. We got to take care of ourselves as players. Dak need to take care of his family and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? That front office is the Cowboys also looking at their bottom line and they right. flipping over all the papers and they going, uh, you know, we got to – Stephen Jones is doing that for damn sure. <laughs> Stephen Jones is doing that. He looking all through them papers like, no, damn, know about that, Dak. Let, <laughs> let me make something clear. Let me just make something clear to our subscribers here, our viewers here. My stance is not changing, Vaughn. I'm all for pay Dak. I believe they should pay him right now. Pay the man. He's worth it. He's our franchise quarterback. I believe he could take us there. I'm just saying, subscribers here and viewers and fans, I understand George's uh, uh, perception of it. I understand his view of what he's saying. That's all there because they know I'm all about paying Dak. Price. They're like, oh, what you and don't they, like Dak? Yeah, no. they, they like, wait a minute, oh, wait, a minute. wait, wait a minute, but, Scott, y'all like one Dak get paid? I'm like, no, I want him to get paid, but, but, but I, I think I swayed. Side. I think I swayed George a little bit to go ahead and take the 35 if he was you Dak did. Prescott. You did. Yeah, I got yeah. you. See, I'm persuading over here. You know, they said there's nothing wrong with 35 million a year when you ain't made nothing but two. They told me yeah. there would be no god math, guys. That's what they told me. So let's not talk about no more math. Simple question. Is Dak Prescott the franchise quarterback for this team? Yes. Mm. Then, then that's it. That's pretty that's much it. it don't matter. The money, yeah. get just, just get it out the way. Figure it out at some point, whether it's this year, next year. I don't care. If you believe he's the man, then get it done. That's how I see it. Well, there's another guy named Andy Dalton on this team. Do you think we can win 10 games with him if Dak Prescott sits out or, or refuses to play or what have you? No. Hey, hey y'all hey, need to rewind that clip because he was like, it was <laughs> no. It was, a, it was a strong, emphatic no. No. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't think about it or not. He didn't even think. <laughs> no. <laughs> real, that's what we do on this show, though, man. Hey. That brother did it like this. No. <laughs> he did the Debo, or he did it on a Friday. No. Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton for a game or two, a couple games, sure. But Andy Dalton over a 16-game season, then going into the playoffs where he's one touchdown, six interceptions, 0-4 in the playoffs, 55% completion. Yeah, nah, I ain't feeling that. Yeah, no, he, I mean, I don't know, man. Quarterback play and it's different and it's you know, spotlight on it, but it's it, you hit it on it earlier. It's sometimes you know what you're going to get. I think he's a, a great backup. He can start, he can start. I, he's not the, I, I don't think he's the, the one that's going to take us back to the Super Bowl, no, um, no, no, even no. with the guys that we have. Um, so I, I just think. I think Dak is a better option. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, he's Dak a better is. leader. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's that's in my opinion. When I look at both of those guys, and I I don't I'm not hating on Danny Dalton, but I just don't feel like just like you when you're talking about that George. That when I look at Danny Dalton, he's just a backup guy. I don't think Andy Dalton has that leadership just to take you over the hump like a Dak does. I don't think he can rally the troops like a Dak does. I don't think that he can put everybody on the shoulder like a Dak does. And I think your role is the backup role. If something happens, boom. Come in there for them two or three games, make it work. Dak, come in there. And honestly, I don't think Dak is going to be sitting out no 10 damn games. What team, what player have you seen really sit out on that franchise tag? Not too many. They talk all that talk, but when you're missing and getting fine game checks, that changes when you got bills to pay. 
Well, that's right. And especially if there's been any kind of success that's going on without you. I mean, look at <laughs> Le'Veon Bell, how that turned yeah. out for him, you know. Yeah, not great. Lost 15 million or 14 million. There's only so many <laughs> Emmys. <laughs> can't yeah. do it. There's, yeah, only, there's, there's only so many people that, that, that can sit out for a few games and your team goes 0-2 and, and you come back. And they say, you know what? We did need you, 22. <laughs> Let me go ahead and write this check. <laughs> yes, indeed, man. That's good stuff. Hey, I got one last – I got – well, I got one question from me. <clears throat> we were talking about you, – you. it's funny because in your career with Dallas, you've had some epic moments. Yes. Everybody rem- remembers the T.O. thing. That's epic. But also, we wanted to talk about that 9-11 um, when you were able to roll out the flag, I think it was like on the 23rd, right after like two weeks after 9-11. Mm. That had to be something very, I mean, I'm getting chills right now just talking about it. Um, mm. Just running out there with the flag right after that happened and you being the person to run that out, that had to be, I mean, ridiculous. Kind of go through that whole process of how you were able to run with the flag out there. Just talk about that whole thing, because that was a memorable, you've had memorable feats in Dallas in your short time with. Yeah. So I, the, everyone I think knew, at least in the organization knew that, you know, my dad was a, I grew up on a military base. So I got a lot of air force shout out. My dad was a air force brat too. Yep. So my dad's a senior master sergeant, uh, retired after 25 years or something of that nature. And so I moved around, been on the basis. So there, I had a different kind of respect maybe for the flag, maybe than most uh, people. So when 9-11 happened, you know, it meant, although I wasn't hit necessarily with like the people in uh, New York and stuff of that nature, it still hit me hard just from a military standpoint, our country being attacked, you know, um, th- that kind of thing. So when, when we, had the opportunity to go back and play. Um, I really didn't have an idea of what was going to happen, what was going to what, what was going to play out with that. Mm-hmm. Your flag guys, and I don't know if you see those guys or whatnot. Mm-hmm. There was a guy that was actually supposed to run out with the flag mm-hmm. after me, um, but I pulled a, a, a little slight, nice conversation with him and basically <laughs> said. <laughs> Hey brother, I'm gonna need that flag. <laughs> <laughs> Real smooth and kindly. Hey, yeah. Real smooth. hey, hey uh, hand yeah. over that flag, big dog. I got it. Uh, yeah. I got you. I got this today. What I got flag? This. Sit on yeah. down somewhere. You know. <laughs> I got this. Sit on down. So that was in the back of the tunnel. So he he uh, politely gave up the flag with me, and I went out. It was just a, I didn't think the same way. I didn't think it was gonna be the same type of uh, you know eruption from the crowd and all that it was just mm-hmm. and this is kind of how i felt personally i think it was good and you know to go out and plant it um <laughs> out there on the star that i mean that is should almost make me cry just, yeah mm-hmm. that, that that i'm oh getting i'm goodness, time getting yeah. chills i that crowd moment's got to be ridiculous oh yeah. man it was it was crazy and you know what i liked even more or just as much as being asked back i don't know if you guys saw it. 2016 when we played mm-hmm. the Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, they called me up and said, Hey, would, would you, would you want to do this again? And, you know, of course I was honored mm-hmm. and let my dad know, but I will tell you, cause 
was a whole lot older and I gained a whole lot of weight. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't fall. Whatever I do, I can't be that guy. <laughs> can't be that guy. You know, I got to practice. Give me a flag. What's up? See, run it in the backyard. Come on, man. Give me the backyard. I got to run around. Right. Hey. <laughs> yeah, because they run across the, you know, and it was coming out of the tunnel the other way and when to go. And you got the camera looking, man, it was just, but it was awesome. It was good to, you know, have the family there. It is mm-hmm. a, it is an absolute iconic moment. Again, it's f- for for someone who didn't like win the three Super Bowls right in the nineties. You sure as hell got some iconic moments with the like Cowboys during our our, mm-hmm. our dark days, man. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that, isn't it kind of weird though? You know, I talk about this with my family a lot, that, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've had some really good games. You know, you've mentioned some. I felt like I've had some. We didn't have the Super Bowls, but personally, I've had some. Yeah, yeah. fifteen and really seven. You had a really good career in Dallas. But people really only associate me really with two plays, two mm-hmm. non-plays, the strip in the Alabama game, which is not a play, and then hitting Terrell Owens mm-hmm. um, is probably the second one, and then the flag is, you know, is right there on the third. So um, I'm not saying that because I'm mad about that. It just, it's just it's good talking points that I could talk to my, um, my daughter and my kid and mm-hmm. you know, my son to be able to say, listen, I played – all my life, little league, uh, high school, Dallas, yeah. Alabama national championship, and ain't nobody mm-hmm. talking about any of that. So it puts the game back in perspective for me. Mm-hmm. That really is how you reach people, touch people. What are you doing for your community? How are you really making Absolutely. this impact? Because they're not going to remember those plays right. that you made in 1993 against Oakland. <laughs> you know your if first year was- in the league. I don't mean to get too serious here, but you know, obviously, we know the state of what's going on around here. But if there was a um, around the country, if there was a symbolic type of flag you could kind of run out with right now, virtually, right, um, during this this time, and that could give kind of positivity to the nation, what what, what flag would that be uh, during this time frame? I I think you you would kind of need some type of blended flag of um, Colors, browns, um, you know, um, different shades of browns, uh, even some uh, different shades of, of white. I, I think we've we've really lost our sense of any piece of togetherness. You know, yeah. the one thing about the sports and what we talk mm-hmm. about in the locker room is we're all in it together. We may not all get along. We may not all grew up the same way. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? In the end, we all had a common goal mm-hmm. that was to win the Super Bowl. And I was going to do whatever I could for whoever it was to make mm-hmm. that happen. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we don't have that same attitude out in oh, the community, right. you know, mm-hmm. where people can say, no, we got one common goal. We got to get, get rid of, a, of this uh, stuff. And I know I'm going down the road to it. I apologize for that. No, no, um, no. no, no. You, no good. You, you good. You ain't got to apologize. Speak. This is unfiltered. Speak. All wrong. Talk how you everything. Rip. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, if I had that and I had the opportunity to run, listen, I I just emailed uh Charlotte Anderson. She might not even opened it yet. And so mm-hmm. no one's probably if you see my Twitter, um, I did put this out there, but I actually emailed her probably two hours ago. I probably can look it up and tell you. Um, and said, you know what, we here's a thought. We need to open up these doggone stadiums. Um, we have 
peaceful protesters out there. I want everybody to go, every owner, open up that stadium and let the protest happen. It's happening in every state. It's happening mm -hmm. in every state. Open it up. Let's give the forum to uh, George Floyd. We can have speakers. We can have pastors. We can have ministers. Uh, video uh, yeah, stream it, just like the draft. That's a good ass idea. Do it for idea. three days. Yeah. Everybody get in there. You want to protest a rally? Put 80,000 people in 32 stadiums on the same day, the same three days, and mm. let the voice yes. be heard. And it can be yeah. mixed, white, black, Democrat, Republican, because we're all talking about the same good thing. And if the other people want to go loot and go do all that stuff, then they're going to isolate and you know they don't have it. If there's more people that need to do it, then you know what you do? Open up the basketball gyms. There's still more seats in there. We can social distance, then go to hockey. Then we mm -hmm. go to soccer. So we can put all 60,000 of those people that were uh, demonstrating somewhere, put them in the stadium. You know, uh, they still can go walk and march, but then give them an opportunity. While at nine o'clock, we're all going to the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. They're going to have a jumbotron on. We're going to show mm -hmm. a tribute to, to Greg Floyd, and we're going to talk. We're going to cry. We're going to pray. We're going to do all that, and we're going to hug, and then let the media not show that. Let's see if that happens. Stuff. Yeah, they ain't going to show that. Yeah. They ain't going to show that. <laughs> Yes, indeed. <laughs> CNN, you know won't, what? CNN you, won't you be a, on that, that, that. You got a brilliant point, George. Uh, think about it. You know, we didn't have March Madness, right? We didn't have the uh, the end of the NBA or what have you, the NBA. All of those things that normally unify the nation, get people all riled up, rooting for a team, all of that stuff dissipated. And what you're saying is bringing all of these people Everyone back together. together for one cause so that people can have something to root for. Maybe it just be the change of policy, change of philosophy. That is next level thinking. Or even I think that unity. somebody it's really, unity. that's unique. That unity part of it is unique. I hope Charlotte give you an answer within 24 to 48 hours I, on that. I appreciate you, you know, sharing your thoughts on the situation. I know it's a difficult conversation to have, but um, like a lot of people are saying, we need to start being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Uh, with, yes. with that conversation. So I uh, thank you yeah. for, for, for shining a little bit of light on that. I uh, appreciate that, GT. Can I call you GT? Yeah, yeah man. That's, that's, that's <laughs> I was going to do it. Thank you, Sky. <laughs> yeah, when I hit him up, I was going to put GT, but I was like, hey, who's this young whippersnapper GT, can I get GT? a witness? Uh, that's what most people <laughs> call me. As a matter of fact, I don't know why it comes out that way, but I appreciate it. It yeah, just sir. it just flow. I like it. It GT. flow. GT. Mm -hmm. GT, can I get a witness? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, uh, yes, that old did. Kurt. GT, are you with me? Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Yes, he, he know about he that. Know. He know about oh, that. Yeah. He know about that. So who don't know about that? Right, right. Made me want to have. <laughs> see, we relaxed over here. See, we got a lot of people mind off of everything, man. That's what we and I, this, is what, this is what we envisioned for we this show. We had a show. great conversation you know, with great you. Great conversation. Dog. I love talking you know. to you today, man. Kept well, us yeah, so real with us. Appreciate it. So, I'm yeah, I'm really. If we can get back into football, man. I know you started going in the Minnesota game. You know that people because people slip on that. They so be slipping on me. Yeah, you talk, was talking about that, George. People be talking talk about, about it. it. They be forgetting about <sighs> that. What you did to them Vikings, dog. Talk <laughs> about it. You know. So <laughs> we're talking about plays and things that you know players remember. Because first of all, and make you all your. Um, listeners, your fans, your subscribers, mm -hmm. you know, when you're talking to players, and I get this so many times, hey, tell me how it felt to hit Terrell Owens. Tell me how, it, you know, <laughs> you know, that's kind of hard to do, you know, how did it feel? Well, you know, so, or 
this one, what was your favorite play? And then assume I'm going to say it was the hit. Right, to you, right. Right. Um, yeah, right. So that can't be your favorite play, man. Can't be. It's not. <clears throat> or your favorite game, because they think something. But anyway, so, you know, when when you're a player and you have games like that, those are, you know, impactful. Well, first of all, we won. But as an, individual, <clears throat> as an individual, you go, you know, dude, this is a, a tremendous game. This is what the Dallas Cowboys against the Minnesota Vikings in the playoff game. You got a turnover, then you get another turnover, then you get another turnover, you know, back to back to back. It's just like, you know, those are the things that I look back and when I'm sitting around feeling good about myself or need to feel good about myself, I'm like, mm-hmm, yeah. You know, <laughs> he said, yeah. I did that. That was me. I did that. I did I, that. That was me. <laughs> you know, or intercepting the ball. As a Dallas Cowboy, intercepting Brett Favre, taking that yeah. one back for pick six, winning the game, remembering uh, primetime, looking at me because I ran in front of him and took the ball. He was waiting oh, on the ball best. in front of him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, uh, and then having Leroy Butler come over and say, man, you were lucky. See, then gave me that word. <laughs> he said you was lucky. And I was yeah, going to go the button in the 90s. <laughs> my gosh, Leroy Butler used to get on what's, my nerves. What's your so? What is your favorite? Let's say game as opposed to play. Uh, would it be that playoff game, or what would be your favorite non-playoff game? Then um, you ain't got to be the to hit because we we know again that was just a play. We lost right. that game. I'm pretty sure there's a, a game you like better than that. Uh, yeah. So if, if you're talking about me personally, I, it definitely has to be. You know, in my cowboy days, and I had some. I think that was um, the overall collective game. The Vikings one? Uh, yes. Yeah. I think there's a play in 96, my first year when I had on number 30. I know 30 number 30. Um, I actually, a play that no one would ever think about, but it was super important to me. It was a fourth down play. This is where, you know, you're trying to, I've been trading and cut, and I, you know, ended up having a huge play against the Patriots, you know, the, get the ball back and all that kind of stuff. So it's, um, you know, it was really important, but I, th- I think um, yeah, there's a be, lot of memorable be, games, but it's as yeah. opposed to a play, you got a lot of games. Them, them games it's the, it's that, listen, <laughs> for me, it's that Minnesota game. I'm looking at it right now. I just want to read it to you, George. Can I read it to you, GT? Can Come I read on, it to you? Let's do it. I want to read it to you. Cause first of all, you was killing it that year. You know, when you said you started eight games, you had 70 tackles, 70 pass defense, six special teams tackle, and a career high four interceptions before you got hurt. Four. In that Minnesota Viking game, you were dominant. 40 to 15 route forced three consecutive ter- Viking possession turnovers. His first when he denied a 43-yard touchdown reception by stripping the ball, which went out of the end zone for a touchback. On the next Vikings possession, he caused a Leroy Horde fumble, then proceeded to return an interception, 29 yards, Ooh. four touchdown, received NFL Defensive Player of the Week honors. And then guess what? The Cowboys couldn't resign him at the damn end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> salary cap problems. <laughs> salary cap. You know what I'm saying? God damn, that damn salary cap. That's right. Oh, let me show y'all something. I think I, you just oh, made me think about show this. Show it. Can you give me a jersey? <laughs> sorry. Oh no! I thought I had. I'm sorry. I thought I had my. You know, oh, I gotta get it up here. Shoot! I don't know. I don't know why I didn't show that because my little mute button is supposed to have me up with my flag on. Oh, so okay. I might have to pull it down or something. Uh, but mm-hmm. jersey. 
You know, I just gave away a jersey on, on Twitter. I don't know how you missed that. Twitter. Oh, well, I did miss it, but, hey, I'm throwing it out now. <laughs> <laughs> that was your decree a thing. Uh, uh, we speaking into it. <laughs> you want ribs okay. you want uh... – I want ribs. Okay, I'll ribs. take ribs. I want ribs. <laughs> wait, wait. This, y'all keep talking. I'm going to show you this real fast. Okay, yeah. see? Yeah, yeah I'm getting what a I'm jersey. All right, no, I'm getting a jersey. I hope he's about to show us the ribs. Uh, well, Man, we already y'all got me hungry. We already got. We already talking about Woody. Talking about him uh, need to come us down. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Hey, look, that, that go right in the cave, man. That's perfect. Yeah. Too. That's a big one too. Now this yeah. ain't no little one. So this oh is yeah. Big. Actually, that that picture is literally directly next to your face on the screen here. So oh yeah. Nice. <laughs> Doubles pan action. Yeah. Look at that. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It was only it was only right, right? I had, I had to. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you got mad yeah. skills, man. You doing all that stuff, man. I'm trying <laughs> to tell you what, what. Wait, wait till you go back and watch this. You be like, I like them. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I like them. They good. I appreciate they that, good. That boy's good. That boy's good. <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, man. Hey, listen, we don't want to hold you up too 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 late. I know it's yeah. only like ten thirty on your end. It's almost twelve on our end. Um, you in Dallas, right? Texas. I am in Dallas. We Central Time. So Central, yeah. Here. Yeah, yeah Texas C- time I'm over here. I'm not on that CT time yet. <laughs> I'm on CP time, but I ain't on the CT yeah, time. CP time. <laughs> yeah. Y'all started on time, though. Y'all did good, man. We tried. We tried. We was prepping you know? for you, big dog. Yeah. We was all like, okay, we, we was in the lab said, oh, like two oh, hours ago. 9.56, he coming. Okay, you serious. Be quiet. You going to send me the link with 30 seconds left. Got me all sweating. You know what I'm saying? You're like, no, these brothers be sharp, man. Don't make it like it's my fault. You know what's funny about that? He coming in late. When I sent in the link, I said, damn, he probably think he just hopping in live, but I have to let him know. Nah, I'm going to load you up, brother. I got you. We're going a couple minutes before him. up a little bit. This ain't ESPN. We ain't just, he can't just hop in. We ain't got it like that. Nah, I got to be prompt, man. I got to be right, man. I appreciate that. We try to be as well. We don't make a bad impression. Like, man, these brothers late. I was the only person made the mistakes today. I'm talking about you played with with, with Parcel was on the team. I'm yeah, the only yeah. one made the mistakes. Y'all two did a good job. Well, we'll let so, you slide, dog. Yeah, now, you slide. Get, now you only get one rib instead. Of- <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, <laughs> hey, you know, you know, I'm always gonna try to. I'm just gonna you tell you. I'm just gonna tell you, George. When I get <laughs> now, when training camp starts, because I'm gonna be down there. I'm just gonna tell you. I am gonna holler at you. Please don't act like you don't know me. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If you guys are good enough, we might better do this. Listen, so I don't know if y'all seen my barbecue grill. I have. You keep talking about this food, bro. You keep going to talk about this food. I looked at your stuff. (laughs) It's a star grill. It's shaped in the cowboy star. I had it specially made. My grill is a a star. So maybe uh, I can be enticed because it's portable. So I can put it in my um, toe, uh, in the hitch of my truck. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to put it out there at training camp. I need to go ahead and cook them ribs. Come on. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm already throwing some of the brisket. already speaking in there. give me now. one rib. Can I get some of the brisket? <laughs> See, I'm always trying to navigate this situation. You done already spoken in the air now, GT. Already, you spoke it in the air, so go ahead and do it. into the air. Right next to you with our you know Frisco is right down the street. Frisco is right down the street, and that's where they're going to be at this year. So, But all the people going to want to get some, man. I know they are. Everybody, so I can't set up live right. live with george teague barbecue live with george teague <laughs> brought to you by you know right. Right. powered late by night. the late night hype <laughs> hey joe before we get out of here um is there any like charity or anything you want to plug for uh your uh twitter where they can find you um i know you're 
you're a head coach. I don't know if there's anything going on for your school, even though we're out for I don't know how long when school will be back. But anything you want to plug in, though, before we go that the fans can kind of, you know, go support? No, thank you very much. So I, the only thing I really want people to know is that, you know, I am at um, a private school. I do coach at a private school, John Paul II High School. Uh, every now and again, we do need some support of people who can't, um, you know, afford it or need the help or whatnot. Uh, if you do believe in uh, Catholic education or something of that nature, come on and give it over to John Paul, you know, and help us um, yeah. do that. Otherwise, you know, man, I'm a, a happy guy. I'm learning this social media stuff. I'm doing well, better with Twitter. Make sure they follow me on that. I know you guys have been pumping that up. Yep. I haven't figured out this Instagram thing. Yeah, yet, I'm not man. too it's good on Instagram. That's, that's, that's law. Just leave it alone, GT. How that law nation? Just, don't, just, don't, just, just leave it alone, dog. Don't, there's too many <laughs> of them out there. Just leave it alone. Just as leave long as you didn't say TikTok, I can figure oh, you man. out. Leave no, don't touch TikTok, GT. Do not touch TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't touch it. Get in trouble. Yeah, we actually have your Twitter. Your Twitter handle has been below your uh, picture the whole entire time. Mm -hmm. So if you guys want to go follow him, it's right there at Teague Football, man. He is he is a, a funny follow. I've noticed that over the last few <laughs> days, man. I, I like I like my Twitter. He was looking good on the picture. Yeah, he said, you're gonna get a, you're gonna get a few things, and uh, if everybody that watches, because I don't I can't run a bunch of different channels. I don't want to, right? So right. you're gonna hear about. My football team, you're going to hear about the Dallas Cowboys. You're going to hear about Alabama football. And then you might hear about some controversial stuff uh, as well, just because I need – as you can tell, I'm a little opinionated. So, That's uh, fine. We like that. Uh, That's I'll, his I'll chat, man. Hey, hey, George. I appreciate it, fellas. Before you walk out of here, I want to know about your high school career because, I mean, I used to coach. I coached a little bit of high school ball, and I coached a lot of youth football. I want to hear about how long you've been doing that over there and what made you get into high school because we had Philip Tanner on the show, and he's actually coaching with John Kitna in high school. And, yep. you know, that's a big thing. So what kind of got you on the high school realm and what, what really made you go that route? Uh, when I retired from the Dallas Cowboys, I was actually already volunteering at a high school. Um, then because I knew once I got done, I was either going to go into broadcasting or some type mm -hmm. of coaching. Um, I didn't know what level. Um, so I was volunteering at a high school. I did do the um, interns um, in the pros. So I did uh, spend three months up with the Cleveland Browns to try to figure out what I wanted mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. I was dibbling and dabbing in TV and just trying to figure it out. Um, in the end, I felt like I was called to be, you know, a high school uh, football coach. Um, so I started coaching at a very small private school called Harvest Christian Academy. Um, I've been coaching now in high school for 17 years wow. <laughs> as, a, wow. as, a, as a coach, uh, but I've only been at John Paul the past three years. Um, mm -hmm. So um, it's a pretty big school. I mean, we're, you know, a 6A uh, private school play against some really big teams. And Six A, yeah. We've mm. <clears throat> we've got it, you know, where we went to in our division. We we ended up going into state <clears throat> championship. I lost in the state championship. Mm. Oh, man, we get don't don't. I don't want to bring up old wounds. I'm sorry. No, it ain't old because <laughs> I know my guys are listening too, and they know they hungry. That we start workouts on Monday, so we uh oh we're ready. Uh oh y'all y'all if y'all listen to the show, you better get together because we we need championship this year. <laughs> let, let me tell you, tell, tell them tell them to hit them bleachers, man. Plyometrics, man. Plyometrics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, respect sir. that. They know well, about you, you that. You can just tell Jerry to tell them to get their act together. Here you go. Get your damn act together. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> tell them, Jerry. 
Hey, hey, Jerry, get a right too. <laughs> I, I need to get that on some kind of microphone too, so I can just uh, hit it uh, in the studio. Yeah, <laughs> you know, pick hand. them knees up, high knees, high knees, oh, low back. Knees. Oh, man, maybe I'm I can get uh, still to come be a, a, a celebrity uh, announcer for me. Hey, one listen, of yeah, I, I, I used to be a. I used to be a host and back DJ. in back in the day. Like I said back in the day, but I used to DJ hey, and host a little bit. So I got a little look, got some skills on the mic, man. DJ, what kind of music you playing there when you was DJ? What you play there? What you hip hop, R and B, anything you want? Like you little young whippersnapper, whippersnapper, you don't know nothing, boy. He didn't have no Frankie Beverly Mays, huh? What? What? Frankie Beverly Mays? What? Listen, man. Frankie Beverly Mays, come on. I'm I'm electric slide immediately. I'm old soul, man. Old soul. I like okay. all that. I like I like them all, man. Earth, Wind, and Fire, Frank Beverly Mays. You know what I'm saying? All them. We we about to, we, we gonna test. We throwing out the main. We gonna we them little slide guys. You don't know about. Them. Y'all don't want to yeah. see my my electric slides game is crazy, fam. The whispers, you know, crazy. <laughs> whispers, all that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rock another one. Steady, hold, steady, rocking all night. Hey, see, look, let me just calm down. I, oh my goodness! Hey, he gonna be playing hey, some Freddie I, I, Jackson I, I, at the I wild. I had, I think I had the phone recording on that one. Oh, okay. On that day, right. I, I'll break one out for you, man. Yeah, so if you get the barbecue going, we'll pull out the uh, cookout music, and I'll show you, man. I get on the one. DJ. Oh, oh, see, now we got a cookout uh, barbecue DJ. We got a cookout barbecue. Okay. We got the DJ. You, we already set it in stone, uh, JT. So GT. So you already know what's going down. It's going down. <laughs> well, they said I heard they announced it that we had to have the uh, training camp here in uh, yeah, Frisco, Frisco. So you already right. know what it is. I'm right up the road. Ain't gonna be long. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Man. Hey, GT, let me know whenever the date that you're gonna do, it, and I'll put towards some funds. Yeah, me too. Uh, uh, for the we'll meet or what have you. And uh yeah. and I'll have the other guys to bring the drinks or what have you. And we'll make sure that we get the kids to plate the food to eat free, and we'll go do this thing live. Yeah, and we just have a good time. We'll contribute Indeed, definitely bro. to it. Money, yeah. all that. Uh, Indeed, maybe man. we can get Dez Bryant to come out too, because he was talking about feeding 500 people. Uh, one day, maybe we can get him out there too. Yeah, I don't know if he yeah. want to be around the Cowboys right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you see him on Twitter, don't you, GT? You yeah. see him on, there. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, oh, man. Listen, sweet. man. I've had a yeah. blast with you tonight, man. Um, I'm hopefully mm-hmm. we could get you back on some point during the season. Uh, I know you're busy during the season, though. So maybe, maybe, maybe sometime after. I'm not sure. But nah, you know what? Because you, you guys got that late night hype, that give me time true, to get out of true. practice, watch my film and stuff. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll say that I've enjoyed this. I really appreciate what Thank you, you guys do. How you guys do it. Um, I gladly come back. You know, y'all know how to get to me. Um, or whatnot. If it's something, we got some big game. Whatever. You know, we'll, we'll. Yeah, during the season, we, have, we plan on doing like pre games and. and post games mm-hmm. and uh we have our normal Get late night show at, at late you know so yeah if we can you know hey we got gt back in the building give us some of his right. thoughts on the game yeah absolutely brother you yeah, i'm gonna be the late night hike official game analyst there, we go. Yeah. there, we yeah. go. there you go you see you do it see be careful what you throw out there because we record this stuff and we're gonna record it back to you said you did say this on yeah, he did say he'll oh, come the, out the you, know. Five, you have to do analyst, this man. we don't we don't have one yet so i'm gonna put that down in our little yeah well, look we already wrote it down right we already don't write it down. The, the, the official put the, the official. official i'm doing it too i'm putting this little contract together i'm about to say hey gt my people gonna talk to you people 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, now we, no, ain't no sitting out franchise tag. Might the franchise call tag. Me, call me that. Call me <laughs> that. <laughs> Listen, we might have to slap the franchise tag on him. I don't yeah, know. Slap the franchise. Franchise. Get him for one year. Yeah. At least yeah. to get you for one year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dog. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. Listen, make sure y'all follow him on Twitter, Teague, at Teague Football, and continue to support the show. We appreciate you, George. We're going to uh, fade on out. We'll talk to you in a few seconds off air, and then we're going to hop back on um, and finish our show. So y'all stick around, all right? Late night hype. Yeah. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. <laughs> <laughs>